1: From Barangaroo Studios, the Ausbiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance.
0: Well, hello there. The date is the 29th of June 2022. My name's Kyle Rodden. I've got my learner's permit on today hosting the COB, and helping me in the passenger seat is David Scott. David, how are you going?
1: Good, Kyle, and uh, just make sure you keep your foot on the brake there when you go and turn the corner. Oh, look, you're doing a great start to the other episode. (laughs) Let's uh, let's kick on.
0: Yes, let's hope that I don't turn us into any oncoming traffic. So far, so good, roads are clear. Okay, so looking at the day in the market, a bit of an interesting one, right? Mm Mm-hmm. 0.6% lower on the SIBO 200, ASX 200 down a little bit more than that, uh, looking at a drop of about 0.9%, but it could have been a lot worse, save for what was a bit of a rally in the banks throughout the day, but you got to say, Scotty, still fairly volatile, still sort of taking our lead from what is deteriorating sentiment and some weak
1: price action on Wall Street. Yeah, we'll have a chat about uh, the drivers of that on Wall Street overnight. But you're right, yeah, the banks did uh, a lot of the other uh, heavy lifting today, trying to go and keep the market in uh, no, as close to a positive territory as possible, but uh, failed in the end. Uh, talking to Evan Lucas from InvestSmart at the uh, top of the uh, 10 o'clock today, uh, I think he said what everyone is probably thinking out there mm. a couple of days before financial year end. Uh, don't even read anything into what's going on at the moment. A lot of uh, snipping, a lot of uh, no, uh, window dressing the like to go and get uh, the portfolio looking all uh, spruced up for, the, uh, for that uh, big turning point. So for the time being, yeah, a bit messy. The one thing I did notice, though, throughout the actual yeah. course of the day was that there was a clear tilt towards uh, the, the quality names. So the big balance sheets, the, uh, the ASX20, was down only around about 0.4%, I think, but the small ordinaries was off 28 So it gives you a sense as to you know small caps were smashed, Uh, over the course of the session.
0: Yeah, and
1: uh, the rule of thumb is always, of
0: course, that that's uh, a bit of a negative signal for fundamentals, economically speaking. Um, uh, Looking at where the markets underperformed, tech copped another beating, slid 2.8%, communications also down, healthcare down 1.5%. Do you reckon that's a little bit of a duration story there? We didn't see much movement in bond yields today. Obviously, the NASDAQ Mm. was off pretty, uh, pretty big last night. Yeah,
1: look, uh, yeah, it, maybe it's uh, just a bit of a reflection of the performance that we've seen over the course of the entire quarter and the like. We know that some of those long duration parts of the market have been hit hard by the uh, moving bond yields, but you're right, there was like you know, a smidgen of, uh, of movement when the, uh, the US 10 year it was that When I was looking at all the carnage on Wall Street last night when I woke up and all the other gyrations, I went and looked at tens, uh, I looked at twos in the States, and I'm like, what the hell's everyone going on about uh, it was yeah. all almost static so uh yeah no no real rhyme or reason there but yeah long duration definitely copped it and probably the biggest surprise today, i gotta say is maybe the material space so we saw so much optimism about china announcing it's going to halve uh, the other time that you're going to be in quarantine to come into the country however a few people are looking to do that at this stage that got a few people excited about the potential we might go and see some more restrictions removed when it comes to covid But of course, uh, I know that dynamic COVID zero policy is still well and truly in place. And uh, uh, by the end of the session, not a lot of love. No, not at all. But like you said before, I mean, I always
0: find at the best of times, day-to-day price signals are, well, very, very noisy, perhaps not signals at all. So, coming to the end of a financial year, end of a quarter, end of a month, um, let's take all price movements with a grain of salt. But there's a few things that clearly were driving individual stocks today. True stories. One was Tyro Payments. Uh, We saw the CEO there, Robbie Cook, announcing he will resign. Jump ship and go to Star Entertainment. So, Tyro, having a you know, difficult twelve months. Like mm. every payments platform, any kind of a tech name or or, or anything like that, uh, down seventeen point two percent today. Um, Star Entertainment, on the other hand, though up by two point eight percent. You win
1: some and lose some, hey. That's uh, mm. that seems to be the, the, the yeah. Uh, Tyro's loss for Star's gain. But you mentioned yeah, Tyro just a horrible performance over the past uh, past year or so. Really tough. We saw that outage, I think it was, uh, I know, at, uh, around Christmas, New Year, a couple of years back, and that really kicked things off, and mm. it's been one-way traffic since then. So, yeah, jump I, I, I saw the irony in the fact as well that a payments provider is going to star after all stars uh, know issues that have been reported over the last uh, couple of years. So maybe that regulatory body and that regulatory framework might go and help uh, the uh, operator from moving
0: yeah, giving a new meaning, perhaps, to the concept of the circular movement of money, going from the payments to True. the gambling side. So, um, one in, one out. Um, stock of the day, Town Resources topped, well, came close to topping the scoreboard. Or in fact, might have topped the scoreboard, rising 6.1%. It uh, That was after announcing an off-take agreement with Ford, and approval of a new mine that will be partly funded by the automaker and it was our stock of the day so let's have a listen into the call to see uh, what our experts thought about that one
1: good to see lion town with that uh, Ford agreement but more importantly i guess they're moving to find an investment decision with kathleen valley and they did give an indication of the costs now the costs have increased but only around sort of 10 percent, and that does include increased production as well so that is good uh, in terms of that, because we do know that costs are rising. We saw that with Evolution this week in terms of uh, their production, their cost, their staffing issues, etc. So it's, um, it's a good result for lithium uh, stocks today. Generally, Liontown Town leading the charge.
0: Yeah, look, I don't mind Lion Town. And certainly that Kathleen Valley news is quite good. And no great surprise that the cost of the projects is blown out, considering everything that's going on at the moment. But I've got to remember, it's a 23-year life on this mine. Uh, we've already got that off-take arrangement in place with Tesla as well. Having Ford in the stable as well is uh, is promising. So, uh, and they've got a little bit of gold and Vernade in there as well. So certainly um, very very happy to be sort of adding at these levels. Um, and noting that consensus is two dollars ten. So you know, assuming that uh, people start liking the world again and people want to buy
1: shares, then certainly there could be some upside in this one. So it mm-hmm. is a buy. There are the thoughts. Andrew Weedlint and uh, Henry Jennings giving their thoughts on Liontown. Just uh, that jog the memory as well. The other uh, core portfolio, uh, the uh, team, I think, must be uh, getting ready to go and meet sometime soon to go and announce their portfolio changes. So yeah, I guess uh, probably next week being the start of the month, we might go and see what, if any, changes were made uh, to the core portfolio. So looking forward to that one whenever it does and takes place. Mm, Yes, we have uh, a newer episode of the Investment
0: Committee coming up soon, don't we? I think we recorded that today. So it's going to be one to watch out for the next couple of weeks or so. Okay, some of the big interviews that uh, caught your eye today. I know we got uh, David Sokolski from Carrara Capital. That's one uh, that you can sort of home in on in the newsletter just to
1: to see what he's saying. What would you get out of that? Uh, things that downside risk for earnings are, are there including in place as are for uh, for actual stock valuations and stock prices uh, particularly he's concerned about the uh, the housing exposed and consumer exposed uh, and a lot comes back to the outlook for the housing market he's still I uh, know waiting for opportunities thinks there's going to be a great opportunities though later on in the calendar year to go and pick them up but for the time being uh, whilst we saw that retail sales report today locally very very strong data again 0.9% month-on-month increase and uh, more than 10% year-on-year he's still got a few question marks about that particular area and those areas exposed to consumers moving forward
0: yeah digging into those savings I suppose um, or I would the assume sustaining mm. uh, some of that consumption. Obviously, is uh, we keep learning from economists, and now that we're in this high inflation environment, the volumes matter as well. And we didn't get the volumes data. We don't get that until the uh, the quarterly retail sales print. But nevertheless, still be solid. Still. Gives plenty of reason for the RBA to move next week. Obviously, fifty basis points is the call. Seventy-five at the fringes too for a potential, you know, shock and awe approach to try and you know crush even further the animal spirits of Australian households.
1: Yeah, I ruffled a few feathers on Twitter today, but you uh, did. What's, I saw What's, that. what's new?
0: Yeah, no. Nah, well, you're to be. You're a gadfly. That's that's uh, what you do. Um, other interesting. Uh, interviews that we ha- had out there today. Uh, Andrew Brown from East 72 says so he thinks there's a real expectation. Growth is slowing. We're obviously seeing that at the moment with some of those value stocks. i, I kind of interested too to think, you know, maybe we're going to start to see a little bit of underperformance from the ASX 200 if we do start to see those cyclicals decline because it was the inflation hedges that kept our market reasonably well ele- elevated. If we start to move closer to those concerns about growth and, you know, maybe the energy and material space, even the banks start to get a little bit shaky. Um, also, Nick Morton from Resident asset management so the US May sell side estimates have had a 10% upgrade which you said is already too high. He thinks that uh, it's time to start playing a little bit more defensive.
1: Yeah, it's a uh, great chat with uh, all three of those chaps in the, uh, the 10 o'clock hour today. Uh, particularly, that's some fun. It's uh, some of the year-end targets that uh, various analysts and forecasters put out for uh, for stock indices and the like and uh, the use of those. So that was uh, that made for some pretty uh, pretty funny banter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I always find it's the same with um, uh, the sell side. I mean, it's easy to trash these things. I'm just not smart enough to get these jobs myself or be working in this environment. But, you know, you use more of those kind of sell side estimates of where the an index will end at the end of the year, or um, estimates for, for corporate profits, or uh, a stock's uh, earnings going forward is more of a an ind- a sentiment indicator than anything else. You know, we haven't seen just yet that kind of big downgrade uh, in in, um, corporate earnings outlook yet in the United States. We haven't seen people calling sort of doom and gloom bear markets as far as strategist goes across the uh, the S&P 500. So maybe that's just a bit of a sign that we've still got some more to run with this uh, bear market because these folks haven't thrown in the towel on uh, growth, profits uh, and expectations for equities going forward. But um, let's get a little bit of a look at where we are heading this evening because we've got a few data points worth noting. Um, one of which is US GDP, but that's the final print for the quarter. It's going to be negative. Yep. Um, we know that. Um, it's more of a quirk due to trade trade figures and what have you, high US dollar. Interestingly enough, though, um, just as a bit of an um, aside, the Atlanta Fed GDP now um, uh, tool... Uh, we'll mm. call it that um, forecasting at the moment that growth for this quarter will come in around 0% so pretty precarious so we could see the US recession in a, oh sorry US economy in a technical and I say emphasise technical recession uh, by the next quarter if for some reason uh, we do see a negative print um, coming up in the um, Forward um, GDP numbers that are that g- they're going to come up today, uh, sorry, come up uh, in the in the future. Uh, have a bit of a panel discussion as well between Fed Chair J- uh, Jay Powell, BoE Governor um, Andrew Bailey, and ECB President Christine Lagarde. So for the policy wonks out there, something to, to
1: follow. Yeah, maybe they can compare notes how they got it so wrong and so far behind the curve when it came to the, I know spotting this inflationary pulse coming through the Cintra conference. Yeah, it's been a while between drinks there. I, I, I remember you know, covering that a lot when I was uh, back in the trading days and. Back in Portugal, probably worse places to be in the world at the moment than uh, a sunny old Portugal in the middle of summer. Oh, you've got uh, some fantastic junkets going on with uh, world leaders ah, at the moment. The G7, are, it's just a, Central it's bank meetings in Switzerland. Like, who, who wouldn't want to be over in the, uh, the middle of uh, Europe at the moment uh, in the European summer? It's, uh, it's a nice place to be for anyone who's gone and experienced it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's a tough job. Um, what else have we got there? Not too much otherwise. An OPEC meeting. Um, that's going to be interesting just in terms of output. We did have some API data out of the United States. Uh, that showed a bigger drawdown than expected that gave a little bit of a boost to oil prices last night still looking at what they'll do with supply there was a report earlier in the week or in fact uh, released by uh, OPEC plus suggesting that the surplus that was being forecast for the end of the year is a little bit lower than expected Um, so that'll be something too interesting to watch but we well, may as well wrap it up there. Um, how did I go? Did I uh, did I crash the car?
1: Oh, congratulations, sir. Carly passed. We'll get your P plates on the other uh, back of the other uh, the podcast <laughs> now, and uh, you can go toddle off.
0: Oh, fantastic! I can drive myself to uh, my my job at McDonald's two days a week while I do my studies. Crypto <laughs> uh, uh, okay. boys out there, Hello. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, Scotty, um, see you tomorrow morning, mate. Yeah, wrap it up. We'll see you at eight thirty tomorrow morning on air. Bye, Cheers, all. Bye.